Welcome to the 10 Minute Life Lesson Podcast. My name is Jay Cliven Payne, and this is a podcast that, as advertised, will give you a life lesson in 10 minutes. Now, it might not be exactly 10 minutes per the timer, but at the 10 minute mark, you can go off and do the lesson we give you here. And then if you would like to stick around, we appreciate it for the marketing salesy stuff. Today, we're going to get a little bit of a helping hand from Mark Manson, who is a much better personal development writer and podcaster and video maker than I am, with lots of great stuff, including the author of the book, a very popular book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. So why are we going to him? Well, he has decided this year to, or last year, moving on to this year, to change up the way he's doing things. He's a popular author and done a lot of different things, but he wants to work more on the personal development side of things. He wants to do more interesting videos, and he wants to do them in a way that actually gets things done. So even though he's written a self-help book that's about, uh, you know, a alternate way of looking at self-help, he put out a video. It's probably been about two weeks since we recorded this actual recording, but he put out a video called Why Your Favorite Self-Help Book Sucks, and it goes into detail about why the self-help book that you say saved your life, made you change your mind about anything and want to be a better person, is essentially a rehashing of a rehashing of a rehashing basically going back to the religion and the Bible and things like that. Because as the saying goes, there's nothing new under the sun, which in self-help is essentially the same thing. I talk about it here extensively in my years. I've been doing these types of things, podcasts and videos and writings, that things come around in a cyclical nature. Some things are more popular at more times because someone says it, it makes a big impact and everyone wants to get that juice from saying that popular thing all the time. Or some new person will say something in a different way and everybody will jump on the bandwagon. Think about the way we talk about tribes, for example. When that came out by Seth Godin, who had been writing these things for a long time, Everyone and their mother and their mother's mother were talking about the fact that we all lived in tribes. Uh, you can think about Malcolm Gladwell. Every time he writes a book, whatever the topic is, it basically becomes the catchphrase of the moment for people in personal and professional development. That's a bit of a long setup for the fact that you should, one, look for Mark Manson's video on why your favorite self-help book sucks, and two, the actual lesson for the day. Now, it's not that your book is bad. It's that your book is a book. Your book is a way of displaying ideas by various people. And unless it's openly plagiarized or used as a reference from other books, they will say similar things, but in slightly different ways so that they don't sound exactly the same. And some may have a list of 10, list of 30, list of one. Some may be an algamam of all different sorts of wisdoms and sayings and preachings. But essentially, the wisdom you get from that book that you want to love or the book maybe that you want to hate is the same thing that someone else told you before. It's the simple habit of, you know, hearing something from someone who you just don't respect or don't want to listen to, like a parent or a person who you just think doesn't know what they're saying. And then having someone like a friend or a random stranger say the exact same thing, and it sounds like profound information. It's not that it sounds from profound information. It's that you actually have a block on where you get your information from. You don't want to hear things from certain people. So when they say things, you're going to discount it automatically. But if someone else says it out of the blue, you're going to take it in as something that's grand. And the reality is you probably heard it already before from someone you were discounting it from before. And because you had that discount on it, when you all of a sudden heard it 
and heard it for maybe the first time because you've actually listened. It seems like Moses and stone tablets. It's like words from God himself saying, hey, check this out. And it's awesome. But it's awesome because someone who is either less of a pest to you or slightly more awesome to you said the same words, gave you the same advice. It's the same advice, basically exactly the same. In most cases, the words are shifted around so the words sound different, but it's the same. This is the same thing said about self-help itself and personal development in general. All these things are things taken by other people and repackaged in a new form and sold by this new person or persons or groups. And because of marketing or because of just a flair they have, you buy it. Marie Kondo is an example. Marie Kondo right now, as I'm recording this, is had just had like a third child. So right now, she's not pushing for tidiness. She's pushing for sanity with dealing with a bunch of small children. That's her deal right now. But when she was big a few years ago with the Marie Kondo method and had people conmaring all the things that did not bring them joy, it's not the first time that someone wrote a book or put out a video or did some sort of seminar on how to clean your room. It literally is not. For thousands of years, parents have been telling you how to clean your room, and they just weren't a cute Japanese woman uh, coming around with a camera crew around them making it look all, you know, interesting and entertaining and telling stories and wrapping in producers and things like that. It just was a person, or maybe it was a book, or maybe it was a checklist about these things. It is what it is. There's nothing uh, wrong with Marie Kondo doing these things and making fame and fortune from this. It's pretty awesome. In fact, in the moment, in the cyclical moment of the cleanup method, she was doing a thing. But Barney is doing the same thing for, you know, a couple decades, uh, playing the videos and singing a cleanup song. Uh, I was in a room with a, um, a person who had their granddaughter, their three-year-old granddaughter, and all of a sudden she started singing, clean up, clean up, everybody clean up. Same thing that um, my daughter was singing years ago when she was Barney watching age and my stepson was singing years ago when he was Barney watching age. So it's just what it is. It's a cyclical thing. And I'm sure the song was created long before. I'm sure someone in my generation was singing clean up, clean up, everybody clean up, even though the purple dinosaur was not there preaching it every single day. So don't discount the message of me saying that your favorite self-help book isn't necessarily anything new because it just isn't. But take account of the reasoning of why this particular reading, writing, person, group, location, what it made for you, why it did great things. Just like originally when I got into self-help stuff, my biggest thing was I would watch something by Tony Robbins and say, well, that's great. Um, how come this big, tall, white guy, you know, is saying it and people listen to it and then other people say the same things and it's not resonating because I got what it was. It was the salesmanship of literally this giant guy speaking the words out to people and people just sort of falling in line with it. It's the same reason why people go to seminars and pay a lot of money to essentially be tortured for a few days and then walk on the fire because they think that's what's liberating when it's actually just a parlor trick. There's a lot of things into the seminars. There's a lot of great things into what he's doing, but there's also a lot of things that are a bit dangerous, a bit over the top. And because you're paying a lot of money for it, you're willing to accept it as opposed to your grandmother kind of saying, you know what, if you did this thing, you might work out for you. 
because she's your grandma and she's old and she's not doing as great as Tony Robbins on big stages. So don't discount any of the self-help books off the top, even though a person that reads one self-help book and enjoys it will probably read an average of seven of them over the span of a general lifetime, which is more than enough because if the first book was good enough, you wouldn't need the other seven. But take into account that all the information in the self-help books, something that's also kind of a overused trope, but something that I use very often, should do one of two things. It should teach you something new because you don't know everything. So yes, there are new things in some of these books. They're just new to you, not necessarily new to the world. And they should reinforce the things you're already doing for good or for ill. Essentially, seeing the things that are said as trends that may actually be great things, and you can see where they're going and see where it's not going to be so great. Or, in most cases, just because it's repetitive information, more people are saying the same thing, it's probably a good practice. It may be a practice that's a little overdone, you know, 5 a.m. wake-ups and morning pages type journaling stuff, pretty much innocuous on its own, are not itself the magic cure. Just waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and staring at the ceiling for an hour before getting out of bed doesn't fix anything, and writing endless journals entries that don't actually give you something to reflect on and you go do on is there. It's not the actual pages of the book. It's the lack of doing of the people reading them. In short, you could skip the whole listening of this message to get to this one. Your favorite self-help book is a tool to give you some tools and ideas to work on, and then you have to work on them. Period. So I think ending things with the word period is becoming a crutch lately because I've been doing it in a lot of different forms uh, as my you know my, my punchline, the, the punch to get out of it. I'm going to have to work on that as a tick. That's going to be something I'm going to get out of eventually. But in the meantime, I thank you for listening to this lesson. As I promised, uh, once you hit the 10-minute mark, you could have walked away from this and you're still here. So thank you so much. This is a podcast. This podcast, a 10-minute life lesson podcast, has a companion podcast called Steps Your Better You, which is 90 seconds. And both of those podcasts, when they're properly broadcast and, and edited and placed where they should be, lived at a website called yourbetteryou.info. The website's still there. It's not very well maintained, unfortunately. It's used to kind of fix some things and post sometimes, if you will. But both of those podcasts, Steps Your Better You and this one, 10 Minute Life Lesson, have been ongoing for quite some time. Very proud of the work that they've done. And uh, you can get a lot from them. Very quick, very efficient ways of getting personal and professional development. So look for them wherever your pods are cast. If you're not subscribed to this one, look for the 10-Minute Life Lesson podcast. If you don't have Steps to Your Better You in your pocket for your podcast podcatcher, look for it as well. And stop by yourbetteryou.info as I'm working through hopefully a better 2023 and better chances of uploading these things in more meanable ways. I think you'll get some bits and pieces out of these things. So thank you so much for being uh, with us for this one. In the meantime, thank you so much for just being you. How about that? Just keep being you and you'll find you'll be doing pretty good. In the meantime, we're going to record a few more of these things so we have some consistency. So we're going to say we'll have a good one next week. We always say we have a good one next week, but is there a next week? 
because we're batching some up, there will be. So thank you so much for Mark Manson for um, your, you get the credit for coming up with the idea. One, writing the great book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, which I believe is an awesome book. You should check that out and watch his, his movie version of that as well. And check out the video that we basically referenced here called Why Your Favorite Self-Help Book Sucks. Uh, it's on YouTube because he's working to be a better YouTuber. And in the video, he actually states the whole point of him trying to break up big self-help, if you will, is because he wants to do more things that are actual functional on his YouTube channel to actually more workshop stuff. But it's hard to get past the workshop stuff if people are getting the long form of speeches and the self-help development stuff where it's just basically motivational speeches, then not doing anything about it. I'm asking you to do something about your personal development today. You can send me an email and we can talk. The whole point of this thing was a personal development website project I had. And you want to work on your personal development. I'm here for you. jclevelandpayne at gmail.com and yourbetteryou.info will eventually be back up in some semblance to help you with that, help you with that as well. We hope sooner than later. In the meantime, have a great week. Have a great time. We enjoy all you folks who've been around for this ride, this crazy ride has been this podcast. So thank you.